Hello, this is Jennifer Wolf Horsch. I'm the Executive Director of the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions, also known as the IAIABC. You're listening to the IAIABC's podcast, Accidentally, where we discuss issues and events impacting workers' compensation systems. During Accidentally, I ask thought-provoking questions, raise awareness of emerging issues, and offer insights on workers' compensation. My hope is to make you think about work comp in a different way. You can listen or download our podcasts each month at iaiabc.org slash podcast, or even better, subscribe to us on iTunes. Today we're going to talk about black holes and galaxies far, far away. I have often described workers' compensation as a black hole. Once you are pulled into the industry, you never escape. Well, at least that's my story. One of the reasons the gravitational pull is so strong for me is the workers' compensation industry is a fascinating intersection of different subjects public policy, law, healthcare, economics, insurance, human resources, prevention, risk management, technology, just to name a few. But we all know black holes are dangerous because nothing escapes them. And maybe that's part of what is wrong with work comp right now. We are happy to exist as a black hole, isolated, and always pulling inward, but rarely looking beyond. An iconic image from the Hubble telescope shows 10,000 galaxies shining and twinkling in colors across the rainbow. This image offers an alternative analogy for workers' compensations. Its subjects may indeed be different galaxies, but with creativity, ingenuity, And yes, warp speed. We can travel and learn among them. Corny analogies aside, workers' compensation does have a tendency toward isolation, and there is much we can learn from exploring beyond. This may be especially true for workers' compensation regulatory agencies. Collaboration and coordination among different agencies can yield innovative and powerful strategies. Here are just a few examples. Employer compliance and misclassification. In most jurisdictions, workers' compensation coverage is compulsory. However, there are limited agency resources for monitoring compliance with compulsory insurance requirements. And there are limited resources for reducing misclassification. And that misclassification comes in two forms misclassification of workers as independent contractors, and payroll misclassification. Unemployment, revenue, business licensing, and insurance departments within a state may have responsibilities and data that could be useful to the Workers' Compensation Agency for outreach and enforcement. There have been several states which have developed interagency task forces with a focus on this issue. 
This may be particularly important as new employment relationships. Marketplace contractors are now defined in 10 states. Raise questions of coverage and benefits for workers. Healthcare delivery. Almost every single workers' compensation claim involves medical treatment, and yet many workers' compensation agencies are light on healthcare policy expertise. Collaboration with the Department of Health or other healthcare authorities can yield powerful results. One example is Washington State's interagency guideline on prescribing opioids for pain. Made up of medical directors from Washington State's Department of Labor and Industries, Healthcare Authorities, Board of Health, Department of Health, Department of Veteran Affairs, Office of the Insurance Commissioner, and State Department of Corrections, the guidelines provide clinical guidance on the appropriate use of opioids for both acute and chronic pain. And this is an issue that is impacting every state across the U.S. right now. One reason the guideline has been effective is it provides a common set of principles for delivering treatment to all of Washington's citizens, which speaks directly to the interagency's goal of supporting integrated healthcare reforms. Common issues in workers' compensation, including fee schedules, treatment guidelines, utilization review, and medical necessity disputes, can be informed by policies and programs implemented by Medicare, Medicaid, Veterans Affairs, and insurance departments. Will they be a perfect fit for work comp? Probably not, but they can be a starting point and a meaningful source of input on what works and what doesn't. Return to work and vocational rehabilitation. Workers' compensation continues to focus on programs that support stay-at-work and return-to-work. This can include job accommodations, retraining, and voc rehab. Workforce development agencies and or rehabilitation services can provide tools and resources to further support these efforts. In addition, other state agencies can provide a vital link to stakeholders involved in the process. Healthcare providers, employers, claims professionals, and attorneys, just to name a few. Safety and prevention. One of the founding principles of workers' compensation was linking workers' compensation premiums to an employer's actual claims record. The goal was to financially incentivize employers to invest in injury and illness prevention. Unfortunately, primary prevention and workers' compensation have moved further and further away. This isn't serving anyone. Each workers' compensation claim is a vital source of information on occupational risk or exposure. There is power in leveraging that data to improve health and safety at both a macro and a micro level. Pennsylvania is collaborating with Carnegie Mellon University to use workers' compensation data to predict where and when accidents might happen in the state. The NIOSH Center for Workers' Compensation Studies also facilitates collaborative projects between workers' compensation 
and public health agencies to improve prevention practices in certain areas. There is opportunity in looking at a problem from an outside perspective, and we are likely to find new solutions through collaboration. But one of the biggest barriers, especially for state agencies, is resources. And let's be honest, money. For U.S. states, there is an opportunity to pilot an interagency project to improve stay-at-work and return-to-work efforts. A federal grant program called RETAIN is going to sponsor pilot programs in eight states to enhance healthcare delivery and retain employment for individuals who have suffered an injury or illness. I just want to give you a side note, this isn't limited to occupational injuries or illnesses. The grant specifically requires collaboration among healthcare, workforce, and labor departments within the state. This is a really unique opportunity to establish a collaborative program and positively influence the lives of workers injured or ill from work. You can find more information on the grant opportunity at www.grants.gov. A direct link is also available on our podcast page. Workers' compensation is facing tremendous change in the coming years, and it cannot remain isolated and thrive in the future. So let us be adventurers, willing to explore galaxies far, far beyond. Bring back new ideas and innovative solutions to improve the system for all. Thank you for listening to Accidentally, the IAIABC's podcast on workers' compensation issues. You can listen to previous podcasts at iaiabc.org slash podcast or subscribe to us on iTunes. We always like to hear from you and look forward to having you back next month. Cheers, Jennifer.